Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist for Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. And on today's podcast, we're going to preview Saturday's Kentucky Vanderbilt football game. It is a noon start on the SEC Network. Kentucky is 2-4. and four. Vanderbilt is 0-5. Oh to break down the Commodores, we talked to Chad Bishop, who writes for the Vanderbilt website. He writes all about Vanderbilt athletics to talk about the Commodores as they come into Kroger Field. They're coming in actually off their best performance of the year. They got down 17 nothing to Mississippi State at halftime, rallied in the second half, and ended up losing 24-17. to But they, pretty, they doubled Mississippi State in yardage. So Vandy might be starting to put things together as they come in into Kroger Field. To talk about Kentucky, the Cats are coming off a bye week. Uh, to talk about Kentucky, my usual preview guest, Josh Moore, my colleague, and the UK football beat writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. So first we'll talk with Chad Bishop, then we'll talk with Josh Moore, and let's get right to it. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Chad Bishop, who writes for Vanderbilt Athletics, covers all things Vanderbilt. How are you doing today, Chad? I'm doing great, John. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. We sure do appreciate it. Uh, what about the Vanderbilt season to this uh, to this point? I know they're 0-5. They've had some problems with COVID. And as we record this, we're recording this like there will be a game on Saturday between <laughs> Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Uh, let's, let's talk about Vandy first and the COVID problems. Uh, they've probably been hit as hard or harder than anybody else in the league to this point. Is that Would that be a, a true statement? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, they, they've really, really dealt with it probably since after week one. They went to Texas A&M and uh, had some guys out, you know, to begin the season down there to begin with. And then uh, really since since then, it's just been a struggle like it has for every other team. And, um, you know, I think there's there's always kind of this misconception that when a team is down because of COVID-19 numbers is because there's positive tests or there's positive cases, but, you know, it could be, you know, one, one person has a positive test, which means everyone that that person came in contact with has to be quarantined and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, so Vanderbilt's really stringent about their testing policy as they should be. So uh, it's affected the numbers a little bit. They've had one game postponed. That was the game at Missouri, uh, but they, they've hung on the past few weeks and, and played their hearts out and played as hard as they could with the, limited numbers they've had and, and really showed some good signs last week competing at Mississippi State getting down 17 nothing but coming all the way back and uh, before losing uh, by a touchdown on that one so uh, they're continuing to fight and continuing to make progress and we'll see kind of how they show up this weekend. Let's back up to the start of the season. I know uh, Coach Mason made a couple of coaching changes. He brought in a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. Uh, can you talk just a little about a little bit about those guys and have they changed uh, the Vandy schemes much from what we're used to in the past? Yeah, I think so. You know, uh, Todd Fitch came from Louisiana Tech to sort of revamp this offense, and and they started a true freshman quarterback in Ken Seals, who's started and played virtually almost every snap for this Vanderbilt offense. They have really a a new offensive line because they had some young men opt out of the 2020 season. Um, as we all know, they lost Keyshawn Vaughn at running back, Jared Pinckney at tight end and Kalijah Lipscomb at wide receiver. Uh, so they really had to, you know, replace a, a bunch of skill guys as well. So it really is sort of this whole uh, really new look offense that likes to spread the ball around a lot to different playmakers uh, do a little bit of up tempo, not, not lightning fast, but they do like to go fast at times. <clears throat> and it's just really just getting the, predicated on getting the ball to playmakers, you know, out in space. Uh, if you look at the stat sheet, a lot of different guys have caught passes. Uh, they'd like to have a three-headed uh, monster at running back, although some of those guys have been injured or affected by COVID. So 
Uh, it's taken a while to kind of find its footing, and, and Ken Seals, the true freshman, has had some very good games. Uh, last week at Mississippi State, he, he turned the ball over three times through interception and lost a fumble. Um, so they're going through some growing pains with a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback, a lot of new offensive linemen. Uh, but they've shown signs and put up some yards, just haven't really been able to put a whole bunch of points on the board. On the defensive side of the ball, Ted Roof, a name that football fans should should definitely be familiar with, former Duke right. coach and has been a defensive coordinator, you know, really almost everywhere at this point. And, um, you know, just the biggest thing he's done for the Vanderbilt defense is uh, really simplified things. You know, they're still kind of uh, mostly basing out of a 3-4 front, although they will switch that up sometimes. And um, they had a lot of guys back in the secondary, a lot of guys back on the defensive front. And he just, you know, kind of came in and simplified things a little bit, be a little bit more aggressive from time to time. Um, and they've had their struggles as well. Some, you know, some days they're really good against the pass. Some days against they're really, really good against the run. Uh, they haven't really been able to put that full 60 minutes together as well. But they got some pieces over there to make some plays for sure. Yeah, talk, talk a little bit about Seals. I know he's a true freshman, right? Uh, and, and the times that I've seen him play and, and looking at the stats and so forth, uh, if he could just cut down on the turnovers, which is not – Totally unusual for a true freshman trying to play in the SEC. He looks like he's got the makings of being a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, I think he does, and I think everyone around campus would would echo those sentiments. He's, you know, he's what I like to call that that kind of true quarterback student. You know, a young man who grew up in Texas, went to every quarterback camp known to man, uh, has really you know put his mind and energy into being a quarterback and being a great quarterback. And he's very mature. That's why he won the quarterback job to begin with. You know, he may be. 18, 19 years old, but he's, he's playing a lot older than that. And you're right. It just, it, it comes down to the turnovers and not only that, the turnovers in the red zone, he's had a couple interceptions in the end zone, which has really hurt drives. Um, had, had a couple turnovers, you know, late in games in the second half that have really hurt. And uh, Derek Mason just continues to drive home that point of, you can't turn the ball over uh, ever. And especially in the sec and especially on the road. And uh, it's something Ken Seals knows, but again, he's, he's putting up some big numbers. He's making his throws. He's getting better as every play as, as time goes on. And uh, they think he really could be a good one. I know Adam Sparks of the Tennessee and wrote this week about some comparisons to Kyle Shermer and how Ken Seals is uh, definitely in a different situation, but already putting up better numbers than Kyle Shermer did in his first year. So it'll be interesting to see kind of Ken Seals growth and, if he can improve week to week, and especially this week uh, in another hostile environment. Uh, you mentioned that Vandy lost Keyshawn Vaughn, obviously a really good back. Uh, but it seems like the the sophomore kid, Keon Henry Brooks, I think he uh, rushed for over 100 yards, had a good day receiving last week. Looks like he's starting to come on for the Commodores. Oh, no doubt. And he's, he's, a, he's a spark plug for that offense. He was actually a young man who was committed to Arkansas State for a long time, but Vanderbilt stuck on him, stayed with him. And, you know, Commodore fans are glad they did because he's shown the ability not only to break the run, but really be a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Had 97 yards receiving last week. And uh, he was kind of forced into action uh, last year as a true freshman. And by his own admission, he didn't even expect that to happen. So he got some really valuable playing time. I talked to running backs coach Tim Horton this week about Keon, and uh, he said he's just really dedicated to becoming that complete back, not just running the ball, but pass protection and picking up blitzes and reading defenses. And uh, he, he's definitely a, a kid to watch on Saturday for that UK defense when they line up against Vanderbilt. Hey, where's where's Keon Henry books? How can we stop him? Because he's making that Vanderbilt offense go right now. What, what about defensively? Who are some guys that uh, Kentucky fans should look out for on the Vandy defense? Yeah, in the secondary, you know, Jalen Mahoney, Jalen Mahoney uh, has had a real a good couple of weeks. 
Uh, he's been in and out of the lineup, but he's definitely a guy in the secondary to watch. Uh, you know, at linebacker or slash defensive end, Andre Mintz and Dio Adiyengbo are two guys who can rush the passer, have NFL um, you know, prospects uh, in the back burner. Those guys are, are guys that can rush the passer, like I said, and get to that second level. Um, so yeah, and, uh, right in the middle of the defense of that defensive line, Davion Davis, a young man from, from Alabama who played as a true freshman. He's played a little bit this year as well, who can really clog up the run game. Um, it was a defense I was expected to be really good because they had a lot of guys coming back, uh, a lot of whom played last year. Now, again, we talked about COVID earlier. Some of those guys have been in. Some of those guys have been out. Um, so it's kind of been a, a mix and match lineup. But when they have the full lineup in there, they have a chance to be pretty good. Uh, Deshaun Jerkins is one of the leading tacklers. He was hit with a targeting penalty last week, so he won't be able to play the first half this week. But uh, he's another guy at safety that kind of anchors that defense back there for Vanderbilt. And what about the kicking game for the Commodores? Yeah, that's been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, Pearson <laughs> Cook. <laughs> Pearson, I, I, you could probably say that for most college programs, right? right? But Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> Pearson Cook has been in there for a little bit. He's going to kick some longer field goals. Uh, West Farley, who was a high school soccer player, joined the team. He's going to kick some of the shorter ones and the extra points. Uh, and they're, you know, like a lot of teams, just looking for some consistency out of that kicking game because they, you know they've had good snaps and good holds. Uh, the kicks just haven't gone through the upright. So I think uh, it's it's one of those other things too. Vanderbilt. You know, if you watch on Saturday, I expect them to move the ball in between the 20s. They, they've sort of done that all year, but it's uh, put, putting points on the board when they get in the red zone, whether that's making kicks or, or getting in the end zone, that, that's going to be key, and the kicking game is certainly part of that. Yeah, didn't he have a – didn't Cook have like a 50-yarder hit the upright uh, last – was it last week? Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. yeah. And he said, you know, they haven't been – again, they haven't been, you know, these atrocious misses right. where you're shaking your head. They've, they've been right there. It's just – it's one of those things where – you know, Vanderbilt's going to need, especially in a road game, a lot of things to go their way and execute perfectly in the kicking game. Again, part of that discussion. What about the what about Derek Mason? Obviously, this is a very unusual year. I know Vandy has a new athletic director, uh, and have they do you feel like that they're going to be pretty you know open about what's happened this year and take into consideration everything that's gone on uh, as far as Coach Mason and his future there in Nashville? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, I think, you know, that that goes without saying for probably, you know, any team throughout the country, right. because if you look at Vanderbilt, you know, a 10 game SEC schedule, well, originally, you know, Commodores are supposed to open the season against Mercer, an FCS mm-hmm. team. Well, let's say they play that game and they win that one handily. You know, yeah, now you got a team that's maybe, you know, fully healthy, maybe right. has a lot more confident, maybe uh, their true freshman quarterback, you know, uh, boosts his confidence level a little bit. A lot of ifs there. You know, Vanderbilt's numbers last week at Mississippi State, I think it was 58 scholarship players. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's tough to win a game, you know, no matter who you're playing. Um, so, yeah, I think all those things are definitely considered when you're talking about Vanderbilt season is uh, you throw in the COVID, you throw in the schedule, um, you have a new athletic director in Candace Story Lee, even though she's been around the program for decades, mm-hmm. uh, but you have a new chancellor and Daniel Deermeyer who has come in and said he's going to be more committed to athletics and putting some more funds into there, whether that be, you know, new facilities or, or new, you know, budgets in terms of recruiting, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think Derek Mason's situation really changes um, in terms of, you know, how he's judged. Uh, I just think that's an extra extra factor, you know, this year is looking at looking at COVID and saying, well, you know, could the season have been different, would have been the same? You know, I think Candace Story Lee has been 
you know, very, very honest about that and saying, you know, that'll be a factor at the end of the year when everyone sits down and judges where the program is and, and where it's going. Yeah, I think any team with a new coach or a coach that has new coordinators like Vandy has, it's and not having that, you know, full preseason and not having a couple of non conference games to get where you can get your young guys some experience, get your guys comfortable with the schemes. I mean, this is uh, you know, that I think that really hurt them uh, this year, maybe more so than uh, than other years. Uh, Greg, what what does Van, what are the keys for Vandy? What does Vandy have to do uh, to beat Kentucky on Saturday? You think? I mean, yeah, you know, I don't I don't think it really changes week to week for the Commodores. I, you know, watching them five games into the year, they have to score when they get in the red zone. They've done a pretty good job at moving the ball. You look at the numbers and the yards for play. Uh, they're putting up some good numbers offensively. Uh, but they got to score. They they haven't scored nearly enough at all. Uh, defense is, is hung on as you know probably best they've could at times. Now that the scores have been lopsided in the end, uh, but the Vanderbilt offense really has to do a good job of not turning the ball over and score when they get in the red zone. And I think you know for that Vanderbilt defense, when you face them, this Kentucky team who's so physical and loves to run the ball, you got to get third down stops. You got to get off the field because they're just gonna grind you and wear you down time and time again we saw that last year in nashville right so uh, i think those are the keys for me that vanderbilt defense got to get off the field and that vanderbilt offense they have to score you know not not necessarily every possession they get the ball but 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 probably maybe eight of eight of ten or nine of ten Well, hopefully we have a game on Saturday. Been a rash of, uh, as we record this, they announced earlier today Georgia-Missouri joined the list of uh, games that are being postponed. So we're down to three SEC games on Saturday as we record this, but Kentucky and Vanderbilt's one of those games, noon on the SEC Network. Uh, Chad, tell the listeners how they can follow your work leading uh, leading up to the game and after the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, VUCommodores.com, it's that simple, or uh, Twitter at Mr. Chad Bishop. Those are probably the two primary spots, and uh, like we said, hopefully we'll get up there to Lexington on Saturday, and all eyes will be on the Commodores and Wildcats. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Got our fingers crossed. Thanks again for being on the podcast, Chad. I really appreciate it. No problem, John. Thank you. Our guest on the podcast is my regular UK football preview guest, Josh Moore, uh, UK football beat writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Uh, first things first, Josh, uh, how was your bye week? Yeah, it was uh it was good stuff. It was I mean, I got the you know, I took off with the team. I had a vacation uh there you know, for the week, kind of you know, my birthday's this week, but I kinda of, you know, I got together with some friends and did a few things, you know, healthily of course. Um so we're kind of relaxed and uh need to, to march forward with the, the rest of this football season, hopefully. So your birthday is this week, huh? What what day is your birthday? Yeah, it's uh, Thursday, the twelfth. I'll uh, okay. be thirty. I was going to ask, where does this rank? Okay, where and chronologically, big three zero. Uh oh, you're an old man. Take it from me, <laughs> you're half my age, uh, a little less than half my age. But anyway, okay. Well, uh, well, happy birthday. Be sure and send all gifts to Josh Moore. Just uh, <laughs> care of the Herald. We don't have a building anymore, so if it goes to the building, uh, have to forward the address or whatever. But uh, anyway, of course, Kentucky coming off the bye week, uh, playing Vandy this Saturday. We're going to proceed, Josh, like this game is going on. By the time people listen to this, it may not may have been postponed or canceled. We don't know. UK, as of we're recording this on Wednesday morning, as of Tuesday night, anyway, UK said that they can they plan on playing host to Vanderbilt uh, as scheduled on Saturday. Uh, Mark Stoops said Monday he's 
got three offensive coaches down. He, then he wouldn't go into any specifics. And then Eddie Graham was uh, who we usually talk to on Tuesday was uh, missing in action yesterday. Darren Henshaw took his place on the Zoom. We asked Darren about it. He said um, that was a Coach Stoops question, but I guess we can assume that Eddie must be one of those three. Uh, what, what do you think about the COVID situation with UK? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's discouraging, I guess. I mean, it makes you think. Well, you know, I mean, it's weird, right? Because all the, you know, anytime because of how the virus incubates or whatever, you kind of try to figure out, like, okay, well, when did this all happen? But you know, these, I mean, these positives could be showing up, and it'd been three weeks ago. You know, I know a lot of people are kind of starting to pin the blame on Halloween weekend and stuff, but I don't, I don't know that that's exactly something you can safely do um, or assume just because of all that stuff as far as how it affects UK and I guess, you know, whether it's COVID or something else, you know, why Grand wasn't around yesterday, it's obviously not good to have your offensive coordinator uh, missing. Although, you know, Henshaw is kind of a co-coordinator there and, and, and right. you know, will we'll be around it seems like, and, you know, and, and all they're already without John Schlarman with, uh, you know, his, his situation. And I've never, I've still not been able to get an answer on whether, He's included in that three because all Stoops said was he had he was up without three, right? Assist, you know, staff members. Which that makes me assume that you know Slarman was one of those three. So yeah. it's probably really only two people yeah. um, that COVID related. But still, regardless, it's yeah. You know, you don't want to be in a situation where you have to deal with that. Now, if you were going to pick an opponent where you could maybe get away with being short, this would be the one. So you at least got. You know, at least got that going for you. But you, but you're also eating into, you know, what you know with, with GAs and other staff members that have to kind of step up for for a situation like this. You know, you're eating into your game plan for game planning for next week and, and kind of you know getting you know those guys that do behind the scenes work kind of get things ready. You know, for the next opponent after the next opponent. So right. it's a you know have it still have an effect. And then we don't know how many there are either. You know, or, or you know, sounds like there's probably at least a couple, but you know, we don't really have a sense of who those guys might be, or or where they're at on the depth chart, or or what have you. So it could be a, you know, could be, <laughs> yes, you know, could be they're both on Saturday if if we if we see a game played. Right. Yeah. Stoops has been from the beginning. He's been pretty mum about. You know, he hasn't told us, you know, okay, we're missing so many players because of COVID. He says, you know, he's not, he, you know, he's taking the tact that he's not allowed to say that or he doesn't want to give the opponent a competitive advantage. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, we, but we haven't really noticed players that are missing and without an explanation of why they're missing. So I think to this point, it sounds like they have been pretty good about keeping the virus away or keeping it down but as you mentioned the bye week and it's everywhere i mean it's it's all over the place the numbers keep going up everywhere i know lsu the alabama lsu game was postponed and they're saying that uh, lsu's outbreak may go back to a halloween party or a party around halloween that some of the players or staff members attended but uh i, I you know we'll just have to see we'll go on the assumption that they are that there is going to be a game now vanderbilt of course has been below or right at the scholarship limit numbers uh, you have to have uh, at least 53 players if you get down below 53 you cannot play vandy last week against mississippi state only had 58 scholarship available 
available, and they lost 24-17, so they put up a pretty good fight considering they only had 58. But let's go back to Kentucky. Obviously, the big problem. Let's go all the way back to the Georgia game where they lost 14-3 to to Georgia. Even before that, Missouri, the problem right now is the offense. Uh, Terry Wilson is back. They say he practiced and practiced well. I expect Terry to start on Saturday. What, what about you? What about this Kentucky offense? Yeah, based on Mark's comments, or you know, Mark's comments there on, on Monday, talking about wanting to start the guy that gives them the best chance to win, and just reading between the lines, um, I think, yeah, I'm with you. I think Terry will start on Saturday. I'm, I'm you know, you know, going into Georgia when we didn't, you know, I guess by the time we talked about the game, we kind of knew that it was probably wasn't going to be Terry because right. of the injury they kept saying. But but I think when you look at the situation now, in hindsight, they probably would have started Terry against Georgia if he hadn't been hurt. Right. Because uh, it, it, it seems like it would have made more sense if you were going to throw Gatewood out for the first time. <clears throat> it would have been made more sense this week instead of seeing what happens in Georgia. Well, and now you've got to – you know, if you really just want the, you know, you can make the case still that it makes sense that you should, you know, see what Joey can give you. Um, and maybe there's, you know, I asked about this, and I don't know if it, if, it, if my question came across poorly or if it was, you know, just the way Mark wanted to answer it. But, but you know, I, I was more interested in the possibility, basically, of, you know, a dual quarterback thing almost this week. Um, it doesn't seem like there's <laughs> any interest in, and anything like that. So I think, you know, I'm with you, Terry, you know, Steve, put him back out there, you know, it, and then I think if, you know, that's the thing. If you make that call though, as long as he's healthy, I don't really understand why you, why he doesn't start the rest of the year. Right. Like it, it just seems like, you know, he, he is the, the most experienced guy. If you're, if you're, if you're committed to, Winning instead of planning for the future, I don't know that you're doing anything different with Joey back there that you aren't doing with, with Terry. I've said that a few times. You know, I think people – I don't know, some fans think – I think that some fans think the media have something out for Joey all of a sudden, but I don't know it's it – do you get that vibe? I mean, I, 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 feel I, like I try not. I try not to pay attention to the fans. Seriously, on quarterbacks, I try not to pay attention. The the second-string quarterback is always the most popular guy on the team. They're always going to root for the second-string guy. I'm not there every practice. I don't see him in every practice. All I can go by is what I see in games. I thought Joey played okay against Georgia. I thought Georgia had a really good defense until they got up against Dan Mullen in Florida. But I think I agree with Stoops that I think Terry Wilson, he's been in the program longer. He knows the offense better. Uh, I think, Terry, if you're playing to win right now, I think Terry gives you the best chance to win. It would not surprise me if we saw Joey in certain packages on in, on Saturday. I think Mark, you know, I don't think Mark wants to give anything away. So if they got anything like planned, he's not going to, you know, give Vanderbilt a heads up to that. Although in the past he said there's – whenever he's thought about playing both quarterbacks, he said. I can think of um, a couple of years ago when uh, coming off the uh, – Texas A&M game where Terry had a poor game at Texas A&M and their next game which I believe was Mississippi State game uh, Mark said well I can't remember what the next game was but Mark said they were going to take a look at Gunner Hoke and that Gunner was uh, you know if Gunner was prepared to play and that there's a good chance we were going to see Gunner in the game which I, if I remember correctly I think we did but um, 
you know, I don't have anything out for Joey Gaywood, and I certainly don't have anything out for Terry Wilson. But, uh, you know, we'll see. It doesn't really matter who the quarterback is right now. They just got to get – somebody's got to get the offense going. And whether that's the problem is the quarterback or the wide receivers or the offensive line, you know, they have got to be better on offense or they're not going to win any of these last four games. Yeah, I know you're right. And with Vandy, you know, maybe you could say to some degree it doesn't matter who starts, um, you know, because they are the worst team in the conference and they've, you know – played you know with, with very limited roster most of the year and 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 you know that you could definitely be in that situation again this week and 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 but they've also they're also coming off their best you know you could say their best performance too um and and it's against one of the teams that kentucky beat and 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 they you know they they had their best on literally their best day on both sides of the ball right. this this past so it's you can't you can't discount them and no. it's not like Exactly, you know, if from the quarterback position, you've not lit up Vandy either of the last two years. I mean, last year, obviously, you know, something of an anomaly for the whole offense, but, but even the year before, it, you know, I think Terry had two completions uh-huh. or three completions. It's not like you've, you know, <laughs> you don't have, you know, that to lean on and kind of think, okay, well, we can throw on these guys. Right. So, right. you, you know, you really – you know, and in that sense, I think you can look at this game if you're a fan, you know, and you say, okay, it's Vandy, whatever, you know, if we beat them, you know. But if you look at the, if you if you sit, and there's actually some signs of progress in the passing game, I think you can kind of it means, you know, it's not just a, you know, it's not going to be like a fake number. I think it's something you can at least get something out of uh, when you look at it. So that's maybe, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing to look for this week, you know, from the Kentucky perspective is, you know, can, is that, you know, is that anything that can even come together? Because if it doesn't come together this week, I don't know how, I don't know how the next two weeks you can get, you know, can put. <laughs> can suddenly put everything together against Alabama and Florida. Yeah, that's going to be hard. Going to be hard to do. What, what do you think about the mental, what do you think the mental frame of mind of this team is right now? They're sitting two and four. Obviously, they're disappointed. They want to have a better record than that. As you mentioned, after Vandy, they got Alabama and Florida both on the road before they come back home and finish up against South Carolina. I mean, I would think the bye week would, would help them physically. But what, where do you think this team is mentally right now? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, we talk to the guys that, you know, they say the stuff that you, you know, expect them to say, like, right. oh, we're still focused, really, all that, all that stuff. But it's got to be hard, I would think. I mean, not just because the season's not gone the way they've wanted it to and they've had a couple losses that, you know, really, even if you trade either one of those, either the Mizzou or the Ole Miss loss, I think if you trade even just one of those for a win, you feel so much different about the, the rest of the year. Um, instead of how it's kind of going, but you know, I feel like those guys—they've got to be, you know, you know downtrodden because it's going to be hard. But in climate, you know, of the of the world at the moment, it's that stuff's just got to be even more taxing, you know, because it's just like, what are we doing? You know, like it, it's it's got to be so hard to just even say like, because on one hand, you football is enough. And it's something you love, and and there's a lot of truth to that. But but it's also something that you, I don't know. To me, it just seems like it'd be really hard to get motivated to, to play when when you just you know, especially when you don't have you're not to say you don't have anything to play for, but you know you you're, you're not you go you don't have any chance of the SEC East, which you you 
legitimately at least thought you could have put yourself in a position to be in, you know, challenging for. Right, be you, in the race. You know, you you think you have a, you know, you, you probably will play in a bowl game, although that's not really clear how that'll shake out. You know, you got to, um, you know, because there are, you know, he's got a lot of affiliations, but you're kind of one of those teams that could be on the side, you know, looking in, depending on how everybody kind of finishes down the stretch. Um, right. But you – so that's got to be, you know, on one hand, you're like, you would say, oh, you should, you know, feel like you can play for something. But then also it's like, but, but, but then given this year and the expectation, it's like, well, how, this could be the first year, I think, if they do make a bowl game, you maybe see guys opt out or, you know, because of the COVID and because of, you know, because of um, just wanting to kind of be done with what, you know, with their careers or whatever. Right. I mean, that would be move on. Um, something to watch out for down the line. Right. Um, and 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 then you don't know if the game will even get played if right. you do make a ball game. Right. You know, the, your opponent could could have an outbreak or something, and it's like, well, too bad. Right. You know. No, I so, know. That's a very real. That's a good point. That's a real possibility. And or you could have an outbreak, right. and then all of a sudden it throws things out of the loop. So it's just it's got to be so just frustrating to 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 be a football player right now in college, and and I think. You know, when you take all that, I mean, I mean, I'll give. I mean, the guys that come out and play hard. I mean, it's like even we're watching them against Georgia. I mean, I was impressed with with how the defense played against Georgia. I thought they did enough to, to win that football game. Um, and offensively, there was you know, there were hints there. It's not they never got anything going, but there were some drives there where if you make another play here or there. You're, that game's a little closer, or if you, you're, or if you're Gatewood and do what you probably should have done, if you just take a chance downfield, because really, what's the difference? You know, if you get an interception and they get another possession and they score off of it, I mean, is there a difference between twenty-one-three and fourteen-three other than right. Vegas? Like, is there one that really cares about that? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's it's the kind of thing that you know, and then you, know, you just weigh that risk reward, and, and then all of a sudden maybe it looks a little different, but it's. You know, I think there's so, that was a very long-winded way to get the question. Where I think these guys are tired yeah. and 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 just exhausted, just with not football, but just the the whole situation. And and right, you know, right. kudos to them for you know honestly, kudos to them for even showing up. Right, right. Okay, Josh, what what are the keys Saturday? What are the keys for Kentucky to? Get the win and get back on track before they uh, have that uh, go to the that uh, two headed monster of Alabama and Florida. What's the keys to beating Vanderbilt? Well, I think it's certain there will at the line. Uh, I mean, their offensive line is just so much better than than Vanderbilt's other front. It, you know that that should not be a problem. Um, you know, the key to win, I think you you run just run the ball. You know, yeah. do what. You should have probably been doing all year and really leaning into that run game. Um, you know, you want to see something from the past game. I think, I mean, that's the key to, you know, the next two games of having any prayer in those games is to to figure out something against Vanderbilt that you can build off of and, and going into those other games. I think, you know, defensively keep – I think I honestly think you just keep chugging along. I don't know that, you know, those guys you can really um, – put too much on them i mean they they still had some you know issues there on 
on third down where they, they're giving up some plays that they shouldn't be giving up. But, I mean, I think overall it's hard to really much uh, blame on those, on those fellas. So, um, I think you just want to <laughs> just go out there and do what you're supposed to do. You hear that a lot. You know, you hear guys say that oh, we, we need to just do what we're supposed to do. I mean, sometimes that's there's more truth to it than others, but you know they they're supposed to win this game, and if they're, you know, I don't know that it even should be close, but but there's it's so this year is so weird, and I mean we don't know if they're going to show up. I mean they we we not even really touched on it, but they had two offensive linemen that you know in Fortner and 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 Kenneth Horsey who got nicked up at the, you know in that Georgia game, and and now they're you know. Seeing, was questionable for 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 this week, and so that'll obviously have an impact too, right? Um, possibly. Right. So you just no. I don't, and then we don't know missing because of COVID or whatever. Right. So it's it's just those things where we don't you even know, just show up and we don't even know if there'll be going to be a game. But uh, we're <laughs> we're going on the uh, assumption that there will be a game. No, I think it could be closer than we think. And I think uh, one thing to about Vanderbilt. They had two new coordinators. They started the season with two new coordinators. So with everything that's gone on with them, you know, it takes a while to get the system in. You really have a preseason to get the system in. As you said, they're coming off their best game of the year, although they lost against Mississippi State. Not that Mississippi State's any great powerhouse, but they play better against Mississippi State. So you'd think they would come in here on a little bit of an uptick, even though they lost. So uh, Kentucky, I think Kentucky needs to be ready to play, but I think Kentucky will be – I think you're right. I, th- I think Kentucky will be ready to play. I think the bye week will help them, but I think you're right. I think they got to win it at the line of scrimmage. That's where the game's going to come down to. So uh, we will have plenty of coverage about uh, on the game, leading, continue leading up to the game, uh, the game on Saturday and after the game. Uh, Josh, you got anything in particular uh, they need to look out for? The listeners need to look out for you got coming up. I know you have your predictions. Yeah, I published this. I think last night or this morning. I kind of looked at just you know. If you if you really want to take the glass half full uh, perspective on this Kentucky football team is that there's a lot of numbers and stats and for what all that stuff's worth that that kind of suggests that you know the, the record is what it is but you know that uh, on paper they this team is probably better than we might be giving it credit for right. I know that mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really amount to much when you're two and four but it, it right. you know it, I thought. When I kind of kind of dove into some of that stuff, I was like, I was surprised at at uh, what I was you know looking at. Right. So because you get so bogged in the record and all the you know the the, the, the passing game and and this doesn't negate that, but it is it kind of paints a, a fuller picture and kind of the greater context of where you stand um, in all of college football. And so it you know and and, and on one hand it, it, it makes it to where you feel a little better about the team, but then the other, it's like, man, if we had just a, you know, if you could just throw the ball just a little bit, it would, it makes right. you even feel even worse about kind of where you're at. So, right. you know, I encourage people to look into that. I thought, it, I thought it was pretty interesting, but I'm yeah, it geek, is. So. It is. Yeah. Be sure and check that out and be sure and check out Josh's predictions. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Moore HL. And am I leaving anything out, Josh? Uh, I mean, stay safe, everybody, and, and happy you know, birthday. do what you can. Yeah, thank you. It's a, uh, you know, seems like it's going to go pretty well. I don't know. I'll, I'll just be. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it should the big three O? It's a big one. So, 
Well, thanks, Josh, as always, for being on the podcast. Appreciate it, John. Okay, that'll do it for this episode of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks to my guests, Chad Bishop of Vanderbilt Athletics and Josh Moore of their leader and Kentucky.com. Thanks to you for listening to these podcasts. Uh, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, just about anywhere you find your podcasts, you can find the John Clay Podcast. Give us a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate the people who have done that. It really helps get the word out. We just did a podcast with John Rothstein of CBS Sports where he talks about Kentucky basketball. Also talks a lot about what a headache it's been for these programs to try to schedule, especially a non-conference schedule during this global pandemic for college basketball. Be sure and check that out. I recommend that. Be sure and check out all of John's work. We'll have a podcast after the Kentucky Vanderbilt game with Mark Story, uh, my uh, fellow columnist at the Arrow Leader, uh, reviewing the uh, Vanderbilt game and probably looking ahead to the Alabama game. So, again, thanks to my guests, Chad Bishop and Josh Moore. Thanks to you guys for listening, and we'll be talking to you again soon.